Podcast Johnson. Listen here, see? It's time for... Guns! Games! Cigarettes! Hello! Welcome to another episode of... I haven't said Black and White Fright. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's how bad this past week has been. Uh, no, welcome to another episode of Guns, Games, and the Cigarettes. Smokes. Yeah, the the preeminent film noir podcast of the moment. Yes. If we ever uh, if we ever split and uh, end up being enemies, that's gonna I'm gonna start up uh, firearms, ladies, and smokes. <laughs> oh. Wow, we could compete. That's kind of exciting, right? That would it just be well. like, would it be like a conversation with yourself? Yes, I would. Uh, I would do one half. I'd pause in anticipation of how I would answer, and then I'd go back and then record my answers, make sure they fit in. I I tend to laugh a lot, so I'm assuming mine would be just mainly me, <laughs> like that. Yep, to just and turn into a laughing fit. Yeah, for like a minute, and then just laughter again. Yeah, uh, but no, welcome if you haven't tuned in before. Uh, it's a film noir podcast where we talk about an olden times movie, uh, generally of the crime variety, uh, and a you know lots of shadows and lights in there such. Um, and we will go through the movie, ruin it for you, uh, and and talk about all aspects of it, except for really. Uh, important things like we don't really go into the directors, the producers, or any of that typically. Yeah. Um, but we, we will forget, go we forget plot points. We do, yes, we do. <laughs> we mix up the order sometimes, uh, yep. depending on what movie it is. Uh, but, but this week is my week. Um, oh, and I should introduce us. I am Scott. You are Bill. Yes, but this week yes. you can call me the Gin Joint Trump. Uh, no, not Trump. Gin Scratch Trump. that. Oh, oh, the Gin Joint Tramp. <laughs> yes, you are the gin joint tramp. Um, I am Floyd's necktie this week. Mm. That is my name. Uh, you will, dear listener, you will find out why. Hey, uh, before we get into it, let's uh, let's play the uh, the commercial for our latest sponsor. Your mouth feels clean. Your throat refreshed. The finest leaf tobacco, mild, refreshing menthol, and the world's most thoroughly tested filter. That's Snow Fresh Filter Cool. Why don't you switch from hot to the Snow Fresh coolness of cool? But I, it was my pick. We we swap every week, uh, like a polyamorous couple. And uh, my yes. my choice this week was 1947s. I didn't actually note it, but I think that's right. It is. Uh, yeah. Crossfire, and this was uh, directed by Edward. Is it uh, Dimitric? You got um, me. That's uh lacking it's a name lacking not a lot of no vowels, not a lot really. of vowels yeah. yeah uh well if you add the sometimes y to the vowel yeah, the, rule the wheel recovered. of fortune rule uh but this was his last uh, rko movie um if you want the story of him briefly i found it interesting please um uh, so yeah so he and the producer, uh, there's a producer named adrian scott they were the first two people named in the hollywood 10 so they, they were the name for, you know, they wouldn't say whether or not they had been members of the Communist Party. Ooh. The, the late 40s. They were, so they were the first, they were the beginning. This is pre-McCarthy. You know, I think you think of the McCarthy hearings, right? Yeah. This is before that. Um, so he was indicted uh, along with Adrian Scott uh, for contempt of Congress. And they served jail time. Uh, and then they were both blacklisted. I mean, no one would work with them. So he flipped in 1950, only a couple of years later, uh, and admitted that, yes, he had been a member of a communist party. Uh, and he was really thorough. Basically, they're like, at the time, it was like, are you a member of the communist party? And if you were like, truthfully, no, or none of your fucking business, they would jail you. But if you were like, yes, I was, they would go, okay, well, glad you admitted it. And you're fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Back to work. So he was. He was He was absolutely released from the blacklist and was allowed to work. 
Uh, the producer would not admit it because, well, I wasn't a member. Yeah, uh, but the director, Adrian Dimitrik, named names. Uh, that was part of his plea deal to get back and to work off the blacklist. So he actually named Adrian Scott the producer uh, who never worked again. Blacklisted forever. Wow, that's yeah. harsh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the only other facts I had with the movie that I found interesting was the U.S. Navy wouldn't allow this movie to be shown on their bases. Oh, I think uh, we may have discussed that. that. Did we discussed that at the end of last episode, possibly. Maybe. Uh, I found that or... kind of interesting. Gee, and, uh, why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's based on a novel called The Brick Foxhole, which was going to be the original name for this movie. Uh, and another alternate title was te- terrible title, Cradle of Fear. It's huh. a great title. Don't get me wrong. It's a great title for a movie. Yeah. But not this movie. Or maybe like a 1980s horror paperback. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, Crossfire, no. It doesn't make sense for this. There's but no Crossfire in this movie. It makes me think of a, there was an 80s toy or a game called Crossfire. Do you remember that? Crossfire, hey. Crossfire. I think it's like I remember, little like spinning discs at each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk, before we get into it, we talk, we talk about the at least the one on Wikipedia, the movie poster. Uh, I don't yeah. understand. I don't know if, I've, if I looked at it. it, it it's a... Uh, couple things that uh weird me out well not weird me out to just confuse me about it is it the hate is like a loaded gun that one yeah i mean that's fine but it's yeah the i don't, way, I don't uh, like that they look like uh robert mitchell's wearing lipstick yeah and he, he looks like someone just hurt him like hurt his feelings he's, he's about to lose it <laughs> he looks kind of now robert mitchell not known for being unmanly uh no. he looks he looks kind of like a dandy <laughs> he does yeah but, but if you if you look at the poster, if you look all the way to your left at the detective, looks like yeah. he's he's like giving up his gun. Like here, you take it. <laughs> he totally is. Yeah, I don't. And then uh, there's a dead person in the bottom. And oh, is that supposed to be the first victim? Oh, um, I guess that makes sense. It's it's really Mitchaman and the, the detective. The way he's holding his gun, that <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it'll work. It's a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's the yeah, that's the first guy. Yeah, and then to Robert Mitchum's Mitchum's right is uh, I think that's Montgomery, and he's just like I don't want that gun. I look in his face. (laughs) Yeah, pretty right. What are you trying to do? I don't know nothing. See, yeah, get that away from me. (laughs) I like too looking at um, looking at his. So he's he's holding the gun, but he has that green tie. But what's that other green? Is like, a handkerchief in his suit coat pocket? That matches his tie. That's some fancying right there. <laughs> fancying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this must have been like a dis- disgruntled poster artist is like, oh, <laughs> right. making me do this the last minute. Oh. God damn get, it. I heard you were a bunch of commies on this film. Yeah, get what you pay yeah. for. Yeah. So, so the movie starts, and I love the opening credits of this movie. They're very simple. Uh, but I really loved the the font choices. Mm, yes, and the music was I think fitting too. It was uh, it was very very, very serious. Yeah, set the tone. Uh, I can see that it could be for like a good courtroom drama or, or yeah. something like that maybe. Uh, but I like the you know they had the the actual role you know cast or producer or whatever. Uh, was yeah, it like cool. a nice fancy script? And then you had a a more standard font for the names. But I like that. I, I do like, we've talked about credits a lot and, you know, sometimes it comes up where the credits are kind of busy and there's stuff going on in the background and that can be very cool. But sometimes they're very simple. And this was on, I thought, kind of a cool background, very plain, but it was like patterned almost. Yeah, there was some texture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of a big fan of the floating words over a texture thought sometimes. Um I, the I'm agreeable to that. Pretty good that we watched as well. So uh, I thought it looked pretty sharp still. Hmm. Yeah. Like the credit fonts, which uh, I'm You're sure a, you probably did as well. well as you know, I'm a, I'm a fontman. You are a fontman. Uh, and then the movie kicks right off. I mean, I love it. It opens right to a fight. Uh, yeah. And, it, not even a, a fight. fight. A shadowing. Like the shadows of a fight happening. A struggle has ensued. Yeah, I put it opens into a fight in shadows, and I really love it. There's an amazing shot really early on, like right away, 
where the, the lamp's been knocked over. It's on the floor, and the lamp is obviously the light source for the room. Uh, so what it's illuminating is almost like the lower part of the room, <laughs> like, yep. you know, like knees down kind of, if you were going to measure it in terms of height. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I love, so you can see like feet walking. Yeah, they, when they, uh, it gets like, they get shut off and they put it back on and you just, you know, like blow the knees of these people. And then the, yeah. you don't know at the time, but there's like a, a, a body on the floor that's yeah. face down and, and not in the best of positions to be uh, assumed to be alive. He's, yeah, he's not doing well. No, but I, I, I was just like, what a great, what a great shot that yeah. was. Yeah, and then uh, you have someone was sitting in a chair, and the uh, the attacker grabs them and gets them out of there. Right, but you don't know who anyone is. You don't know. You can't see. You wait. You hadn't figured it out yet. Well, I did. We're well, a minute yeah. into the movie. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> what a detective. Uh, and then it's uh, so so the guy on the floor who who we know is dead. We'll name him now to make life easier. Later, his name was Joseph Samuels. Yeah. It'll come up uh, many times later. I believe, was he in Brute Force as the the jail reporter who gets beaten mercilessly I, in the chair? I think he was. That's yeah. his, his typecast as the guy who just gets beaten mercilessly <laughs> in his movies. <laughs> He's in a lot of movies, this dude. A lot of movies. Find yeah. some more and watch him get beat some more, I guess. <laughs> just make a compilation of it. Yeah, supercut of beatings. <laughs> yeah. Uh but enter Captain Finley. Uh right, oh. Robert Young, who was great in this. I, yeah, I his, thought. he was he was beyond all business, I thought. Yeah, yes. well, but he's also there's like a folksy charm to him, kind of. There is I think the pipe is part of it. Um yeah, I love how he almost always has a pipe and then at the end a cigarette, but only some else he's just like talking like it's not there. Yeah. But I like like he's like very like we need to solve this case, but this is the speed I go at. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. y'all need to slow the fuck down because I'm not a fast moving man. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, smile either. Don't ask me to smile because I won't <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not a very good cop, by the way. He's really not. I mean, he he does not think it is who it is until like the way into the second half. He's still chasing well, down the wrong guy. And it makes no sense why it would be that guy. But at the same time, you know, it, like it's the like that guy's buddies are hiding him, keeping him from like even being uh, uh, acquired to be questioned about it. So, but every yeah. single person is saying absolutely not. It is absolutely not going to be this guy. Yeah, and he wastes all of his time. He wastes the entire night chasing the wrong guy. So I just I'm saying. I don't think he's actually a very good cop. Maybe yeah. he's too slow. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe, yeah. But um, Samuel's gal, I didn't make a note of her name. She's kind of inconsequential, really. Yeah, she does. Uh, uh, I, I assumed she was going to be the dame of the movie, but she's just she's gone after the early parts, right? Well, she does. There's a flashback, but yeah, yeah. But that's still that's still earlier in the movie. Yes, no, yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, she's being questioned, and uh, and he learns about three soldiers had been in the apartment yeah they were talking with him at a, at a bar they met up right yeah yep yeah. um he's not getting a ton of info she's kind of like oh can i go like you yeah, know, get of... me out of here yeah there's a dead body in here <laughs> uh and he opens the door and there is a soldier named montgomery no first name by the way just montgomery yeah uh and he's actually a former soldier he mentions at some point, when did you get out of the military? Yeah, they, they all seem to be like that the war is recently over. It's yeah. important to know because they bring that up a few times. So it, 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 you have these, uh, it's a few of these soldiers like trying to get back into quote unquote normal life because they've all they've been doing right. is fighting for who knows how long. And uh, so there's there's Montgomery, uh, and he says that yeah, he had been there earlier, like he came, he was coming back to try to find his buddies. Yeah. Um, and he denies involvement, and she actually says, "Yeah." Finley asks the woman, "Hey, is this one of the guys?" And she basically sticks up for him. It's like, "Yeah, he was here, but he was he left like that right. kind of thing." Like, which is not sure, right. Gotta make sure you mention that they found uh, the the suspect throughout most of the movie is, is Mitchell, and they found his wallet at the scene. Is that correct? Yeah, he's, yeah, his wallet's in the couch. I mean, yeah, so that's something else that. Uh, 
I'm not trying to defend the uh, the 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 methods of the police of the detective, but yeah, they have. Like, yeah, they have to go with what they have. So that's glaring. All right, blue lives matter, Bill. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So, uh, so we cut over to Sergeant Keeley, who is Robert Mitchum, who apparently didn't want to make this movie. Oh, well, that's like a thing for him. Now, was this was he really big time at this point? He wasn't huge, like not what he had become, but he didn't want to make this movie. He said because anybody could have played this role. It is true. Like he didn't. I mean, like, I mean, he was fine. He's good though. Oh no, he's good. But uh, he could have seen like anyone else because he was. I mean, I think it's the first time I've seen Robert Mitchum in a movie where he's playing like a decent person too. I'm, used, I'm like right. waiting like make always going to be a bastard, but he wasn't a bastard. <laughs> right. Yeah. He wasn't barrel chested yet either. No, actually, yeah, that's I texted you like there better be a shirtless barrel chested scene in this movie. Well, yeah. there was something far worse. Days. Still a little fit. Yeah. I think I think this is not long before he got busted for marijuana. Ooh, uh, sinner. I don't think it, I think it was kind of near this time. Just pissed. But uh, Sergeant Keeley, he was. Um, uh, so they named they well. Actually, I should back it up. Uh, they talk about Captain Arthur Mitchell back at the apartment where the dead guy is, uh, who was one of the soldiers. And Montgomery is like, "Nah, you got the wrong guy. Like, it's not going to be him." Yeah, I mean, Montgomery plays it off like I would I, at first. I'm like, "Oh, this he seems like a decent stand-up fellow." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He describes Mitchell multiple times as sensitive. He's an artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh. But um, so okay. So we cut to Sergeant Keeley, who is Mitchell's roommate, uh, playing cards with friends. I don't know if he's in a hotel room or a military it's, it's, barracks. It's like a they called it a hotel, but it was like a military hotel type of place. I think this is where yeah. these like these post-war military guys are staying, maybe temporarily until they get to ship somewhere else maybe ship yeah ship them out to home or wherever else yeah because the mps do come in the military police do show up here there are a lot of towns crawling with mps yeah uh so they come and they're looking for mitchell they don't know where they are they're like whose room is this yeah <laughs> shouldn't you know yeah uh they're looking for mitchell and then keely's his roommate so they're also kind of looking for him to talk about mitchell yeah so the, the police want to talk to him about Mitchell killing a guy is all they tell him. Um, so, you know, what are you going to do, right? So Ke- uh, Keeley goes to see Finley, the detective. He's not really a detective. He's just a cop. Uh, he's, a, he's like a captain, right? Is he not a detective? Oh, he's captain. You're right. So. Yeah, he's a captain. Um, Keeley's like, there's no way. Mitchell killed anyone, and they call Mitchell Mitch, so I'll probably interchange that. Well, let's say Montgomery is also Monty at certain points. Monty, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, "There's like, there's no way, there's no way Mitchell was not of that type. He would never kill anybody." Uh, and in comes Montgomery. He's back now. He's at the police station, and he's saying Mitchell couldn't have done it either. He's a sensitive artist, and he tells his version now of the night. Here's yeah. here's what happened. Here's what he knows. He doesn't know who killed killed the guy, but here's what he knows. Yep. I love I love that we get two versions of the story. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. But um, so uh, it's a long scene. There's a lot of long scenes in this movie, by the way. Yeah, a lot, a lot of dialogue, but not a bad thing. No, no, no. I'm but I mean, just like uh, I, I must timed it at one point. There was the one conversation between uh keely and finley it's like 20 minutes of dialogue like straight oh was it even oh i didn't yeah 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 it's <laughs> long so so we're at a bar uh we have a bunch of guys we have montgomery mitchell who's like all bummed out and kind of sitting in his drink he's a he's a mopey mopey man uh you have floyd and leroy and they and they and this is as montgomery says they was talking uh mitchell seems like kind of depressed and leroy accidentally knocks a drink Onto the woman that's sitting next to him. He actually gets bumped. He doesn't do anything. He gets bumped. And his yeah. Did, we, did you mention, um, well, what's his face? Tennessee, Leroy, uh, Montgomery was making fun of him. Well, that's what I was saying. It, he spills the drink. It's not his fault that the yeah. drink is spilled. And Montgomery fucking freaks out. 
And Leroy's like, Leroy, oh, I'm you idiot. But he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, stupid, apologize. Like, I just did. And the and the couple's like, it's fine. Yeah, we're cool. Off. It's all good. Relax, buddy. And he's just like, yeah, heck yeah, hillbilly. Just like going off on him. And you can see Leroy's like getting kind of uh, a little, he's getting a little verklempt, you know? Yeah. He doesn't like it. Um, he makes fun of him because he's Southern and he's kind of stupid and he's very slow. So, yeah, but so, he's, so nice. he, he's gone. Leroy takes off. So I'm out of here. Out of the picture. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need nothing. <laughs> uh, and Montgomery sits where he was and just kind of rants towards this couple about the military, about who they're letting in the military. They'll let anyone in. Yeah, this, this around yeah. here is the, yeah. The, yeah. the first time, the first uncomfortable. Don't let anyone in the military to fight in World War II with the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but it's all right. So he rants for a little bit, but he does say, like, you know, like Mitchell's all right. He names Mitchell. And Mitchell's, I'm, this is his version of the story, which is supposed to paint him in a good light. And Mitchell's pretty much flipping him off in yeah. this version. Yeah. So he goes to the other side of the bar. Mitchell does. And then Samuels kind of goes over to the other side and sits next to him. So he sees Samuel sitting with him. Yeah. And he's, then, already, it's funny. He's, he's, he's already sick of uh, Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, he's a pompous asshole. Yeah. And he and Montgomery has, and the actor was very good. He was nominated for Academy Award. He he does have that really nice balance of calmness and menace. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <Where> you, <laughs> you don't know. Like, is he an evil asshole or is he just a little off? <laughs> yeah, or is, just, or is he just a cocksure asshole? Right, right. So um, she comes out of wherever she was, and the three of them leave together. George and uh, Mitchell and, the, and the, his lady friend. Woman Johnson was her name. Oh, Woman Johnson. That's nice. Mm. That works out perfectly for you because you would have named her something like that. that that's right. Um, and, and the rest leave too. And I just put a note saying, here Montgomery calls Samuel's Jew boy, which tells you where this is going. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, <laughs> I texted you like, oh, like, pretty much like, oh, no. Yeah. So they follow them. To the apartment that they've gone to. That's 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 normal. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you could probably figure out this is the apartment from the beginning of the movie. Uh, but we get a shot of Mitchell. Doesn't look well. Uh, he doesn't feel good. Uh, and uh, what Samuel's is kind of like, are you okay? Yeah, he's uh, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. And Mitchell's is like, I just, he's, he's, he's there. So he leaves. Um, Samuels tries to get rid of Floyd and Montgomery at this point because he doesn't want them there. Well, in this version, uh, they're, like, they're like, oh, well, well yes, yeah. for the drink, but we better check on our friend. Well, no, no. He, he's, he's like, oh, I have to go out. They're like, oh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's fine. I get it. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey pal. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, and then he says that they couldn't find Mitchell. So he brings Floyd back and then he comes back because he gets worried about him. And that mm-hmm. is where they found him at the beginning of the movie at the door when Finley opened. Yes. Because even like Mon- when Montgomery's really playing it up when the captain's asking questions, it's like, oh, yes, sir. Of course, sir. Like being very oh, yeah. proper and polite with them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Montgomery leaves at this point. Now, Keeley's been sitting there. Robert Mitchell's been sitting there listening. And this movie is made today, which actually, it looks like they're remaking this. Um, same more cast? More based on, same cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, wow. a lot of, it's a lot of bones. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Some dust. On strings. Yeah. Um, if it was made today, he would just go, ah, he's full of shit. I mean, Keeley's pretty much, he's full of shit. Like, don't listen to Montgomery. Like, well, yeah, well, I think if, if it was made today, like Montgomery's like, oh, I just, I just wanted to try to find my friend. They'd be like, put him in a car, get him downtown. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you some right. questions. They just beat out, beat it out of him. That's pretty much how I do it. So now, um, now we're back at the hotel room, and Keeley sends everyone out to find Mitch before the cops do, 
That's yeah. the Find him before the cops do. His wife's coming at midnight. He doesn't know this, but Keeley called and got his wife to come out to visit him. Because Mitchell's sad. Because Mitchell's sad. I haven't seen him for two what? years. What? Yeah. I, I, like, what? I do like how Keeley's like, I haven't seen my wife for four years. It's fine. <laughs> if, if it works, it works. Like, we're not all men. Yeah, I know. Mean, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, hey. Um, but his wife's coming, and he he wants he doesn't want him to get picked up. I liked this scene a lot, um, which is Mitchell coming in the door, and he looks kind of fine. He's just kind of like, "Hey!" and they tackle him. Oh, yeah. he gets tackled out of the way. Yeah, because there's cops in the hotel in the hotel lobby waiting. Yeah, they like just makes a run for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they they and they do a good job. They like cause havoc for a minute, which yeah. is enough time for Keely to. Pull him, yeah, get him into, him into a theater, yeah, into a movie theater. Keep this is this is like one or two in the morning. Keep in mind too, <laughs> I know. all night movie theaters. Yeah, it probably happened back then. Yeah, maybe in a military town. I don't know, but um, but yeah, I like when they stop. <laughs> the cops are like, "We lost him," and the the guy that they do have, who they thought was Mitchell, is just like, "You started chasing me. I wasn't gonna stand there." <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, okay, let him go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not like, why did you start this shit in the first place? Right. Keely takes him into the theater, and they go up and, uh, excuse me, have a seat. Nice belt, sir. Sorry about that. Um, and they discuss the night. And at first, he can't remember anything. I thought, was, I thought he was pretty good, the actor who played him. Not yeah. in a lot. I know. He wasn't even old on Wikipedia. He doesn't have a link to his, uh, his name. No. He's kind of good at playing, like... Uh, like an innocent, you know what I mean? Like he's that was his, he was just typecast as a sensitive artist after that. And he had, he got, I can't do that, I'm out of here. I mean, maybe he seemed like kind of like a little dude, diminutive, yeah. There you yeah. go, fancy word for little dude, tall dwarf. So, <laughs> you and your you and your two dollar words, <laughs> um. But he can't really remember much. He was too drunk. I moved my wife. Everything's terrible. Uh, but then he kind of starts to remember a little bit, and he's telling Keeley his version of the night. Yes. So we now we have Montgomery's. Now we're going to get the same scenes, but from Mitchell's point of view, mm-hmm. uh, which is I, I love this. So at his ver- his his version at the bar, Montgomery's like already being obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> He's much louder uh, and much more aggressive. And he's feeling kind of sick and he misses his wife. He wants to see his wife, but he also doesn't want to see anybody. He's just kind of all over the place. He's an emotional wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So he does go to the other side of the bar and Samuel does join him. Kindly Samuel. But yeah, he's being very nice. Like, hey, buddy. Like, you know, it's all right. We were just... What's the, there's a line that I meant to quote because I liked the line. But... Wait, maybe that explains his reason for because you don't have anyone to hate anymore. No, it's when he says like I forget what he calls his girl. Like it's not his girlfriend, but whoever she is, he says she said that you look like you weren't drinking, but you were still getting drunk, like something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing terribly. It's a good line. It I'm rings really... a bell. That, we'll, we'll just say yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like he they have a nice talk, yeah. And it's like Samuel gets it, whatever Mitchell is going through, he gets it. And he even says, in kind of the voiceover Mitchell does of this, he says they, he doesn't even remember what they talked about, but then at one point, he remembers they talked about baseball, mm-hmm. so they're just having like a nice conversation. And yeah. his lady friend comes out of the John, I guess. I don't know where she was. Um, yeah. <laughs> you going to say something bad? So she, was, so she was deucing, yeah. I was trying to think of a <laughs> kind of a clean way to say that. That's the best I could come up with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they invite him to go out with them, like for dinner. Very polite. And, and he, even in the voiceover, he's like, I don't have anything else to do. But the whole, the, uh, the motive was to, uh, that's how they that's how he pays them back for spilling a drink on her. He has to buy them dinner. Oh, a true motive that they didn't get to fulfill. Damn it. 
I want to yeah. see that version. Of That's the a Criterion version. Just, like, just an hour long Neil, and then at the end, the big yeah. reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's paying. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they just they do some like, chew and chew and screw. They like flip the table at him and make a run for it. And then just credits just goes crossfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so they leave though, and they stop at Samuel's hotel first because she needs to change. Uh, she, yeah, she goes back to her hotel because she has to change. So they go to Samuel's place and have a another drink or something along those right. lines. Yeah. But pretty fast, Monty and Floyd show up. Oh, and they're like, eh, alcohol. Ee. And yeah, Samuels is getting kind of drunk at this point. Floyd is fucking loaded. I don't know. Yeah. He says something at one point about buying bottles of booze, and I couldn't figure out what he was talking something about. Something like, if I had money, I'd buy three of these at once. Can you believe that? <laughs> it really is something like that. You're like, how drunk are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're making me feel drunk. <laughs> um, and Montgomery is, oh, he is being that mix of threatening uh, and okay, like friendly party guy. Hey. I have met Montgomery's in my life. Oh, parties. yeah. Dudes where you're like, you're talking too much. And if somebody disagrees with you, there's going to be a fight. Yeah. Like you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at it. But boy, he goes off on Samuels at one point. He's like, you know, taking taking soldiers into your uh, your room. Like, you're a, you're a nice guy. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's fine. And he's like, right, right, right. <laughs> he's like, kind of like, yeah. Agree with me that you're a nice guy, or I will stab you. Yeah, um, he, he agrees, and then he starts roughing him up anyways. It's like, hey, well, kind of. That's not when he rough. That's not when he beats him. But it was shortly after. I mean, Mitchell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitchell's like, I get some fresh air, and I forget what the exact trigger was at that point. Was it the assumption that he may have been Jewish? No, the the reason why, why he starts fighting him, well, obviously that's the reason that he's Jewish. Yeah. But uh, no, no, he asks for a refill. And oh. Samuel oh. says, we're actually going out. Like, I, right. you guys do need to leave. Like, we're going out. And he's like, beyond pissed uh, at the idea that this would happen. He goes off on him for being Jewish. Uh, and, and it cuts to Mitchell going down the stairs in his voiceover. He's just like, I was sick of all the arguing. Yeah. He's like, I decided I wasn't going back. Yeah. Can I uh, just interject for a second? This is right you know, at the end of World War II. The irony of this U.S. soldier who was fighting Nazis for so long being super anti-Semitic. I would imagine there were a lot of anti-Semites in the military at this point. It's like they were clo- closeted. Probably not even. Not to the oh, I don't think that for a lot of people, I'm sure it wasn't. They weren't there for the Jewish. No, I know, but just it's just if you're looking at it like broadly. Oh no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking ludicrous. Well, they're fucking idiots. So what are you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're if you're anti-Semitic, you're a fucking moron. Yes, if you're anti-Semitic and you listen to this show, stop. Yeah, go jump, go jump in front of a fucking bus, <laughs> or look in the mirror and just go, "I'm a fucking moron." Yeah, and then jump in front of a bus. Oh, there! I gave you a little soundbite too, though. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so Sandwich. Mitchell yeah. leaves, <laughs> and he goes to like a dance hall, you know, as was the fashion at the time, where you pay ladies to dance with you. Now, was she more than just a lady to dance with? I think so. I, I think mean, she was a lady that you could naked dance with. Several people. <laughs> yeah, bed, bed dance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Several people refer to her as a tramp, I think, including herself. Yeah. Now, she, uh, was, in, uh, she was in It's a Wonderful Life. She was. She was in a lot of movies. I know. Uh, there Gloria was, Graham. Yeah. There was... Oh. She's in a lot of film noirs. Which, like yeah. There was one that I meant to make a note of it i didn't that she was in that it also has <sighs> shit i can't think of his name never mind i was gonna say martin mole but that's definitely not right <laughs> martin mole <laughs> yes. i want to see that movie <laughs> a young martin mole and gloria graham and yeah a mad cap adventure <laughs> I, uh, I always feel bad for gloria graham she was a very tragic figure she didn't die particularly young she wasn't very old but not very young 
but she was a very unhappy woman. Yeah. She kept love- getting plastic surgery. Oh. She was never, she didn't think she was pretty. She didn't think anyone liked her. She's one of those. Yeah. Uh, and, she was, and she was a very pretty actress who kind of oh. ruined herself. In a, I think it was in a lonely place, was the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Because it was, great. Yeah. I might look a little bit because there was one other one that possibly she was into. Oh, the big heat. That's the one I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. the big heat. Was that? So, so he goes in there uh, and he's sitting with her. Her name's Ginny Tremaine. G- so, Ginny. Sorry, uh, sorry, Lee Marvin, who I was trying to think of. I don't know where oh, Mar- okay. I don't know where we got Martin Mull from with Martin Lee Marvin. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, they get confused all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh he's like trying to have like a genuine conversation with her. Oh yeah. Like, he's not he doesn't he's even want to sin- dance. <laughs> he's very like, sincere. He's like, you know what I'd like to do? Take you dancing. And she's yeah. just like, why the fuck you just pay me to dance? Like really <laughs> dancing. Yeah, and then he says the thing that every woman wants to hear. You remind me of my wife. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, which and she's just like, I'm not making any money off you. You suck. <laughs> I gotta go. So she leaves, and he kind of follows her outside. She's sitting outside smoking, and they have a nice conversation here. I think he's very genuine. I mean, he misses his wife, and he just kind of wants company. I don't he's even like, know that it's like the romantic thing, although they do kiss at this. Yeah, gee whiz, I didn't mean nothing by it. Mister? She calls him Mister for some reason. <laughs> uh, but she she says that she's getting off in a few hours. And if he wants to, here's the key to my apartment. You can go wait for me. Which I'll is kind of weird as opposed to oh, super weird. come over in a couple hours. Right, but, yes. I've known you for, I'm guessing, roughly a half an hour, we'll say, and yeah, and I didn't like you for the first 25 minutes of that half hour. Yeah, but then we had a slow dance for a minute, and then we kissed. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, go away to my place. Where, go away to my place where a strange man's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she hasn't mentioned that part. Yeah. Um, so Mitch goes to the apartment, and he meets Mr. Tremaine. Or so <laughs> we think. Husband. Well, yeah, I think it is. Well, it's uh, funny, because the way he talks, he's like, he's like, I was in the army once. Oh, no, he's like, you think I'll get in the army? I don't want to be in the army. You know <laughs> he's amazing. I really liked this character a lot. It was funny, and it wasn't meant to. It wasn't like comic relief, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what, I'm her husband. She doesn't love you, though. I'm not her husband, and I don't love I her. I like that. Right, he's just kind of like fucking with him, which yeah. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so he's there. They talk about Jenny a bit and and why she does what she does. Yeah, but he's allowed to stay. Like, if he wants to stay, he certainly can. Had a key. Um, and then they show that weird coffee maker. Yeah, what the hell was that? Um, the, I think it was the Wikipedia page. I think has a bit on the coffee maker. Oh, I'm gonna it's go some look. Very strange uh, coffee maker of the time from like Germany. I just tried to search uh, the word coffee in Wikipedia. Nothing came up. Oh, jeez, really? That's I'll, very surprising. I go in IMDb, maybe. Trivia. So um, he leaves and goes back to the hotel where this all started. Where he comes in and gets tackled into the movie theater. Yep, like we're all we're all caught up. So Keely has now heard his story. He says, "You stay here. Do not fucking move." And he leaves. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Oh, I have a so I have the coffee. Movie. At the coffee. Yeah, you got the coffee maker. IMDb. I'm going to read it from it. Yeah, the coffee maker in Ginny's room is a vacuum coffee maker invented in Germany in the 1830s, also known as a vac pot or siphon coffee maker. It brews coffee using two chambers, where vapor pressure forces the hot water into the upper chamber. When it is steeped with the coffee grounds, the heat is removed, thereby lowering the pressure in the lower chamber, which then draws the hot mixture back down the siphon through a filter to produce the coffee. In the film, it overflows because no one has stirred the coffee grounds and turned off the heat. Sad horn music. Wow, what a complicated system. Yeah, a pain in the ass. Didn't they have instant at this point? Was that, did that exi- were they Folgers in 1947? Sure, why not? Mm. Pain in the ass. <laughs> so, so now we're in Floyd's room. Cut to Floyd. Yes. Uh, nervous. And- a little nervous. <laughs> I think Floyd might have seen something, but I'm not positive. 
<laughs> well, Floyd, he was he was in the room. He he, he definitely saw the the no, beating. Right. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I'm joking because he's so nervous. <laughs> so, uh, so Montgomery comes in and Floyd Floyd's fucking freaking out. He's freaking out. He wants money. He wants to leave town. He's like, yeah. I don't want to be here. He's smart. Well, smart enough. And and Montgomery's like, like calm down like relax he gives him a cigarette at one point he's like the jittery hands yeah <laughs> um and i like this because keely shows up with some of the other guys yep at this point and uh floyd denies knowing anything about anything he's just like my name's not floyd i mean yeah, like, he's, he's denying everything he's able to keep his shit together long enough to lie to him yeah <laughs> um and he's saying he at one point he says that he and Monty left the hotel and the cops can't pin anything on us. It's yeah. a weird thing to say. It's just a little suspicious. Yeah. Uh and Keely even says, like, hey, have you like has Montgomery been here? He's like, No. Like, I <laughs> Matu? Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, but they talk about money. He wants money, he wants to leave. Yeah, that's uh, all. and Keely's like, Keely's like, I don't have any money, but I'll ask around. Like, weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, they leave, and Montgomery comes out of the back room where he's been hiding, and he is not happy. No, Fair? he's not. Oh, yeah. very yeah. <laughs> fair statement. <yes. laughs> I didn't uh, tell him nothing, honest. He really is like that, yeah. And Floyd's, he, Floyd's like, he just asks friends for money, you know, that's it. He didn't tell anyone anything else or where Monty was or where they were. And he's just like, I had a plan and you fucking ruined it. Like, you ruined my plan. And he starts slapping the shit out of him. Yes, he does. Wow. Does he, does he also become a little more uh, anti-Semitic here just because? He, he Yeah, he, he, he does. He actually says, I don't like Jews and I don't like nobody who likes Jews. Yeah, super Which uncomfortable. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's coming out of a psychopath, so yeah, makes sense. Uh, he slaps the crap out of him and then sees a, a necktie and light bulb goes off, and then the camera fades out to the next scene. Yep, setting up a makes it look like suicide, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm gonna keep moving because this movie has a lot going on. I didn't realize how fucking long this was. Yeah, so Keely goes to see Finley, and another soldier's there, and they all know now that Floyd's dead. He was strung up by his own necktie. Mm-hmm. So, Finley, he still thinks it's Mitchell murdering everyone, which, Jesus Christ, buddy, he's on the loose. But Keely, he tells Keely he's in custody now. You're not helping me, anyways, running around. You should have told me. That's, that's true. We should have. Yeah. So Keeley tells Finley Mitchell's version of the night, including seeing Jenny. And this is with his wife in the room that he doesn't yeah. know she's Does there, right? No, the wife's in the room. I don't, I don't think so because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitchell's wife, Mary, is in the room, kind of in the dark in the back. Whoops. As, you, as was the style at the time, you sit in the dark in the back. Standard police procedure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she's, she doesn't think her husband did anything. So she's like, uh, will you let Keely go and let me talk to Mitchell first, like by myself? Which I know to both lady, <laughs> but he does agree to let her talk to him. Yeah. But no, well, she's Keely. But she's just like, you can, you can smoke your pipe more. You're just waiting <laughs> for me. Oh, all right. Yeah. You seem like a man that likes to go really slow. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary goes to the theater and has a conversation with Mitch, who is a little surprised to see her. Um, and she hears kind of this, she knows the story. She knows it's you know. So she goes to visit Ginny. She gets the address from Mitch. Yeah. As to where he went. So she goes to Ginny's and woof. It's a good scene. She got some, um, yeah, she's got some, some bite in those words. Yeah. Um, Especially when the, the cop comes in. Well, she, I mean, at first she denies everything. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, she's trying to find an alibi 
for for Mitch basically. And then Finley's there all of a sudden, and he's questioning her, and then her husband comes out. Yeah, but he's, he's, back a, and, he's like, I'm happy to help. He kind of like he really was. He said but, that you know he was there when he got home. It was about twelve thirty. Yeah, so it doesn't it's, help with it's that. Not the alibi. But it's funny, like he's like so forthcoming with that. Then he goes into his spiel about the lies he told earlier. Like, oh my god, he walks out. He follows the police out to yeah. complain about his marriage, and they just don't, they don't even look at him. <laughs> must be a lonely man. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so now we got uh Finley interviewing Mitchell. Finally, we're getting down to the nitty gritty, yeah. And and he denies it, like, he's like, Why would I do that? Why would I kill Samuels? And he's like, Well, you know, did you know he was Jewish? He's like, What does that to do anything? He's like, It's the the perfect response, like, No, yeah, and what does that matter? Would that matter? Yeah, he said. He just said he seemed like a nice guy. Uh, and then we find out that Samuels was in the military and had been injured at Okinawa a couple of years before. Mm-hmm. So now you have uh, outside this room, you have Montgomery's waiting. It looked like a locker room, and I couldn't quite figure it out. But um, Montgomery's waiting in this room. <laughs> oh, right, right. That's yeah. It's with like the benches. Yeah, it's kind of an odd room. If they should have done was in the background. They should have had like just someone showering with their back, their naked back to the camera. That's what it looked like, kind of, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. If, if this if this was like done by the the team that made airplane, that's they would have had that in the background, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and Finley has the the paper showing that Samuels was injured in battle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Finley talks to Montgomery. And he brings it up. He says, you know, you mentioned earlier that Samuels hadn't been in the army. Like, how did you know? And he's like, oh, you can just tell those guys, those guys have a way of keeping themselves from getting dirty. Wink, wink. Right. If you catch my anti-Semitism. And he denies having seen Floyd as well. Yeah. Yeah. We obviously know Floyd's dead at this point. But and I do like Kevin's like, all right. But he's like, Montgomery's like, do you want anything else? I could yeah. you know. Any other questions for me, sir? All right. Like, nope, you can tell it. at this point a a switch has been flipped. Yeah, and the cracks Finley's are starting to like, show. Finley's like, it's this fucking guy. Yeah. Can I also mention um how the captain had that like little rotating thing of pipes on his desk? Did you notice that? I didn't notice it. Oh, because he like took one out and like he put one in and took another one out. Yeah, early early in That's the movie. Awesome. Yes, I also thought, and I'm not, I forget what point. I don't know if it happened yet, but he's just shaving at his desk because he's been up all night. There's a couple of weird shaving scenes in this movie. Yeah, but I thought that was great. He was just like you know, casually conver- conversation yeah. while he's just shaving at his desk. <laughs> That's what you do. Police life. Exactly right. So Finley pretty much knows it's Montgomery at this point. Uh, and he has a really long conversation here with Keeley. Uh, they kind of, they're kind of making a plan, but he gives a really good speech about hate here. Oh, is this when he has, when they have um, old Tennessee in the room with him too? Uh, he's not quite there not yet. yet. Okay. No. Um, but then you do have Keeley gets Leroy. Yeah, because Leroy to come in, um, and and yeah, and then he gives a speech about his. He talks about his grandfather. Yeah, without was an Irish immigrant. Well, yeah, before the anti-Semitism, it was the uh, the hatred against Irish Catholics when they right came over in like the eighteen hundreds, which is so true. And you have so many fucking Irish immigrants now that are anti whatever, and you're just like, really? Yeah. What about you? What about your? What about your? parents or your grandparents You're like three generations removed from having potatoes thrown at your head yeah <laughs> take it easy so uh finley tries to convince leroy to help keely and he with their plan they have a plan and finally after after this speech which is a very good speech i mean i don't oh, even yeah. want to paraphrase it because it, i'd ruin it it's a very well written uh speech against blind hatred Yes, and uh, Le- yeah, it's like, Leroy agrees. Like, 
it, it's like that you're basically ignorant at, uh, and uh, things you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said it much better than that. Yeah. 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 Um, so Leroy sees Montgomery. I don't, why would you be shaving right now? <laughs> like, out of everything going on. And where is he? He's in like a communal shaving area. Yeah, it's like a well. I think it's that military hotel, so that's probably similar to what they um, had when serving. That could be. Um, so he sees him be shaven, and he tells him that he saw Floyd, and Floyd was acting all funny. Elliot, hmm. uh, he says, like after everything, and he had a message for Montgomery that the necktie wasn't any good. Right, which is amazing. Yeah, and, and I like they don't really show Montgomery's face like in close up or anything like that, but you can see him like stiffen. Yeah, oh. yeah. What? And you can tell he's mad. He's not like afraid. He's fucking mad because mm-hmm. he's crazy. <laughs> um, I wrote calmly bullshit mad. <laughs> calmly bullshit. <laughs> Um, and he, he's like, Where did you see him? Where did you see Floyd? Like, he's not believing it, but also, like, I need to know. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, Oh, I wrote it down so I wouldn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So he's like, Show me. Yeah. This is the, this other weird shaving thing because Leroy just leaves with like a beard of shaving cream on his face. <laughs> Does, doesn't wipe it off. Leroy's not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes in and he pulls out a piece of paper with an address written on it and shows it to uh, Montgomery, who just leaves. Yeah. He's like, but he's like, don't tell anyone. Yeah, I thought anyone I, things you I don't know. thought for a sec he was going to attack and, and kill him. The way he was like looking down at him is like, oh boy, but he didn't. Maybe because I think he didn't do it because he was on the, at the military building, so he really couldn't. And we have to make a note. That one of the things that Floyd had, Floyd, quote unquote, had said, because obviously Floyd didn't say anything, Floyd said, yeah. Yeah. Um, was that he wanted to see Montgomery at midnight. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. I didn't really understand that other than, you know, plot device to have more filming. I didn't know. Yeah. Really, <laughs> why would the cause be like, no, make him wait five hours <laughs> before he falls into our trap? There's one maybe like let's mess with them a little bit. Let's sweat it out. You think the cops are fucking with them? Maybe, yeah. All right, maybe. Well, because they do what they show is like Montgomery buying all the newspapers up to see if he can find anything about his murder, and he can't find that. Yeah. And then he's just he's getting he's getting mad. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that, that maybe they did that just to really put the pressure on to make sure he comes. Like, oh, I have to get yeah, because he has to know. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but he goes to see Finley at the police station. He's not there, and he asks yeah. to see like uh, Keeley or Mitchell. And they're, and they're like, like oh. they're in custody. You can't talk to them." But the other guy's like, "I'll tell him. I'll tell him he stopped by." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he he tells this cop that he's worried about Floyd. Yep. An idiot. Sure. Uh, and now we have a montage. We have a montage of waiting for midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of, lots of looking at the clock. Yeah, montages uh, and flashbacks in this movie. It has it all. Uh, and then he goes over to... I don't know if Floyd lives at a rooming house. I don't know what this thing is. It, it uh, seemed like it was like standard living back in the day. Yeah. Because uh, what's the... Uh, the Ginny, her apartment was almost the same. Yeah, same. Yeah, same type of thing. So he's going to go to... He knows, obviously, where Floyd was because he was there and murdered him. Right to his door. Uh, but he bumps into like another person that lives in the building, and he's just like, "Gosh, I'm looking for Floyd. Do you know where Floyd lives?" Yeah, just the second floor is all I know. I don't know what door it is. Right, and the guy's just like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Get out of my way." Yeah, um, and he he thinks something's up because this guy doesn't know who Floyd is, and something's weird. He goes to leave, and he bumps into a cop. Yeah, the one that the one he saw earlier at the uh, the one that was going to take a message, apartment. and he's like, "Someone, he's like, you know, why are you here? Oh, someone told me Floyd was here." And the cops like, "Why would Floyd be here?" Yeah, I don't know. It is someone told me. 
Yeah, so why don't you come up then? Yeah, that's mm. right, exactly. So they bring him right up to Floyd's room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love like, oh, that. <laughs> oh, no. He said it under his breath. He said, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and up in the room, I don't know if Finley's there, like, poking around. Mm-hmm. He has, like, his pipe in one hand and just kind of moving stuff. No, oh, at this point, he's smoking a cigarette. He switched it oh, off. What is a cigarette? Yeah, that's I right. Think, I think when, he, uh, when he's about, he celebrates. Actual cel- cigarettes. Yeah, it's pipes get in the way. Too much weight. <laughs> Finley's waiting, and Montgomery plays really stupid here. Yeah, he's well. He plays stupid, but he also plays you know, like super nervous. Like, oh, you know, he's like, oh right. no. And he's asked, like, you know, how did you know to come here? Some guy told me. Yeah, don't. Floyd did, was here. So you have the uh, the address. Well, the paper. Uh, that he, that but he he's you? playing it too, which is you're just like, ah, oh, you're such a dick because he's mm-hmm. playing it like I'm so nervous for Floyd. Something might have happened to him. Yeah. Well, they they. It? Well, it's funny they do say, "Oh, he's he's dead. He was killed in this room." And he's just like, "What?" But then afterwards, he's like, "I sure liked him." Well, (laughs) gotta go. He even goes over to pretty much where Floyd had been found and was like, "So he died right here, huh?" No, yeah. You're like, "Fuck, that was a weird thing to say." (laughs) (laughs) So he talks a bunch of bullshit for a while, and he finally says, "Leroy is the one that told him to come." Yeah, and he doesn't know anything about anything. And Finley's like, but you knew the address. Like, how do you know the address? And he said it was written down on a piece of paper. And he slowly pulls out Finley. This paper? Pulls out the piece of paper. In my handwriting? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He said, is it this one? And he said, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. he, he, you're just like, oh, what'd he do? Yep. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> He wrote the wrong address yeah, down. This is, he this should is be in the building door. next door. Yep. Gotcha. So if you didn't know where you were going, you wouldn't be here. You would be next door. Stupid. Mm-hmm. And Finley gets away. Not Finley. Uh, Montgomery. He gets away so easily. It pushes just, him down. Both of them. Both cops fall out like the paper. <laughs> and he runs. And it's a great shot though of him running back and forth up the street yeah because the cops wow. are there i do like how calm finley is walking to the window he didn't lose a cigarette by the way lost his hat didn't lose a cigarette <laughs> right and finley's just yelling out the window at him to stop and then just shoots him yeah he's, he's a crack shot too yeah just a classic classic slow fall and uh yeah so we wrap it up with uh Killy and a weird uh, conversation between Killy and Finley with him going, Do you think Mitchell's gonna be all right? Which is a weird thing to talk about at this point, but okay, sure. And he yeah. says, Yep, I think they're gonna be okay, those kids. Yeah. And then Floyd and uh no, and Floyd's Keely. dead. Not Floyd, Leroy. Leroy. It'd be funny if uh, Leroy still had the shaving cream on his face at this point. <laughs> Would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they go for a cup of coffee. Yes, they're friends now. Even though Achilles like, I haven't slept in like 48 hours. Let's get some coffee. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the end. The end. Oof. I'm actually right. well, I'm glad. Good... A lot of me talking this episode. Sorry. Is it good comeuppance though? No, it's just, it was a, it's a, a dense movie really. It I didn't was. realize it until I was taking notes for it. And I'm like, man, <clears throat> there's not a lot of extraneous things. Kind of everything that happens. Is necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with but that. It's, but it's tight. It's not a very long movie. I think it's about an hour and twenty-five minutes, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't even an hour and a half. No. Yeah. Uh, although, so although on your scary. on your Plex, it said it was two hours. <clears throat> yeah, that's a problem with Plex. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there wasn't just like a post-credit scene of like of like about forty-five minutes of Robert Mitchell just <laughs> no. like singing by himself. No, it's a problem. Which is if you start watching a video. When my hard drive hasn't been on for a very long time, like no one's used it, yeah. it has to spin up, and it takes a minute. And Plexus goes two hours for everything. Oh, oh okay. yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Twenty minute show, two hours. Two hours. Ooh, it actually, <clears> in, <throat> that, in, in that voice, it just it does. It out. Oh. It's just my computer. From my computer, you can hear it. It's good. Two hours. I go no. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
so yeah, that was um, that was Crossfire again. I don't know why it's called Crossfire. Um, I think I like the original name probably a little bit better than that. Was it with uh, the brick foxhole? The the brick foxhole, which is also I got to be honest, I'm not particularly crazy about it, but it makes more sense. Yeah, it's, it's probably Cradle of Fear makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I uh, picture I picture a scared baby. So in the novel, Samuels is killed because he's gay, not oh. because he's Jewish. And RKO was like, nope, absolutely <laughs> not. Wow. They're like, we're not having any gays in our movies. Make them Jewish. <laughs> and, and then they'll have a nice little lesson of a movie. So I honestly, I mean, I think it worked out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, it was a very strong anti 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 Semitism. It was uh, uh, film, but the um, Todd, I think Todd Haynes, the director, is uh, was or was talking about remaking this, but with the original uh, uh, plot where oh, he okay. would have been gay and not Jewish. Now I have to ask you. I, I think of any of the the bad people that have been featured in our movies. Uh, you think Montgomery, where would you, would, would, you, would you be top, top of the list or just high up there? Wow. We have watched some real despicable people. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's top. I think he's up there. Top he's five? Not top, maybe top five. Okay. Um, he doesn't do as much damage maybe as some of the others, but he probably has that we'd have no knowledge of. Yeah. I can't imagine he turned into an asshole for this movie. Yeah, because this character says, look, I was a cop before, so he's probably doing some fucked up stuff before, too, as a cop, getting away with it. That's true as well. And yeah. <laughs> just just, just a terrible, terrible man. And I guess the actor who played him actually didn't regret the role, but didn't look back fondly on it because he played such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and he was actually known to be a very charitable, nice man. Oh. But he did play a good asshole, though. Pulled it off. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, well, you're a good actor then. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know. I was looking a little bit more. And um, also, uh, Gloria Graham was nominated as Best Supporting Actress. And the director was nominated as well. This movie mm-hmm. had the most nominations and no wins that year. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I don't even feel bad, though, because the director... Fuck you, turning people in. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about that. Robert Mitchum didn't even really want to be in it. Um, so you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I think it was unfortunate that he didn't uh, didn't have like maybe a meteor role or some other something else going on. He didn't even get to like punch someone in the face or anything. No, but I, uh, Robert Mitchum's voice is. It's always good. So I it is. It yeah, I mean, you get to see his pants pulled up to his nipples. Also, it's always good. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to rate this sucker? Sure. Uh, I give this uh, a solid. I'm gonna have a six and a half. Uh, pipe smoking coppers. Oh, <laughs> fancy. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Anything in particular you didn't like, or? I uh, not not really. I'm. Yeah, I did like Robert Young a lot. I like how he portrayed his. Uh, I mean, I thought he was, you know, not intense really, but he was just like a straight. It was like a straight shooter. Like he just came in and just like, this is what's happening. It's like, like you, you a cop? And he's like, might be. Why don't you have a seat? We'll talk. Like that kind of. I just liked how how he acted yeah. towards everyone. He treated everyone the same, no matter like where they where they were in his realm of helping him. Um, I thought Gloria Graham was really well when she was sassing up a storm with everyone. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Robert Ryan was the uh, he was top notch in this. He was he played a great asshole. So yeah. so it was uncomfortable at times. I mean, there's other things that were uh, that happened more regularly in these movies. Uh, certain terminology for certain races or sure. uh, like whitewashing that type of stuff. So I guess. I'm just less used to this particular avenue of uh, of unfortunate <laughs> dialogue. Right. But no, it was it was interesting to see that addressed uh, in a, in a movie that's now 
74 years old. So, right. Yeah, that yeah, was very yeah. enjoyable. I would, I would watch it again. Good choice. Oh, cool. Very nice. I like this movie a lot. Again, I like the fast pace of it. I don't think there was a lot of wasted dialogue. There's a lot of it. Yep. I don't think any of it's wasted. Um, so I will give this movie, I'm actually giving it an eight. I liked oh, it. I liked it very much. Um, director or not. Whether you're a snitch or not, I'm still yeah. going to rate the movie highly. Yeah, long dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not going to find out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will give this, um, I'm going to give this eight slow dances with Ginny. Uh, out of 10. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I would I would recommend this pretty highly. I mean, it's well-crafted and still makes you kind of uncomfortable uh, in some scenes, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and some really good cinematography. There are some really nice shots in this movie. Starts with that amazing shot with the lamp. I really... Yeah, that was I think one of the best. Me. And we all say it did, it did tick all the boxes, too. It did slowly. Well, I mean, I guess slowly. you could call her a dame at the beginning. Uh, there's no but, gun for a very long time, but it's there. It, it is finally used. there. Yeah, With you're right. No, I didn't fuck time. up this time. I did cover yeah. all three. But <laughs> you dodged a bullet. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. I have uh, my choice. You, I have it prepared. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> Next time. Uh, I'm choosing from 1949. It's called DOA. Uh shit. Not Edward G. Robinson. Edmund O'Brien? Edmund O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, have you seen it before? I have, but not for a very long time. I don't oh, remember okay. what it's about. No, it just sounds very intriguing. Uh, Frank Bigelow, told he's been poisoned and has only a few days to live, tries to find out who killed him and why. Hmm, okay. So. It really has been so long, I don't remember. Oh, well, yeah, we got a kitty cat? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't like, like being helping no reason. No, that's um, that's my gray one's the same. Well, he he loved. Well, we can stop recording. <laughs> All right, well, see you later, Bye, thank everybody. You. <laughs> Guns, games, cigarettes.